Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. Welcome to A View from the Bullens in partnership with the Fitzrovia Bell London, our official away day pub for all Evertonians. And fanscapes.co.uk, made by fans for fans. Benitez, look, you know, my views on Benitez. Uh, I don't think his career is an ascendancy. He didn't go to further his football knowledge to go to China. He went to, to, to China to get paid a big bag of money. It hasn't worked over there because the Chinese league has fallen apart and the quality has dropped and he wants to come back. Is that the reason why Everton need a Rafa Benitez? If he's the best man for the job and he's going to take Everton hopefully to that level that Ancelotti couldn't, then you've got to give him a chance, I guess. But again, Hello and welcome back to A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean, Ben Stanley, and our guest today is Matthew Neal. Guys, it's been a long 10, 11 days since we've last done an episode. Lee, a lot's happened, but first things first, Rafa Benitez is the new Everton manager signing a three-year deal. What are your thoughts? My words, it's crazy, isn't it, when you hear you say that? Um you know, just seeing it pop up on Sky Sports News then and just seeing the words on the screen, it's hard to really take in. Um, but it's happened. The wait's over. Um, if you'd have told me three weeks ago that Rafa Benitez was going to be our new manager, I'd have thought you were you were bonkers. But listen, I can understand the reaction. Um, we've, we've spoken in the last couple of weeks and you can't make an appointment like this and not divide the fan base. It was always going to do that. Perhaps not to the extent that you know, we've seen um, there's a lot of anger out there, it seems, and a lot of words being said and, and things being thrown about around not going the game and things like that. Ultimately, for me, I just love Everton Football Club and I love Everton more than I don't like Rafa Benitez, if that makes sense. So as much as I can understand the reaction, I think it'll die down should we make a quick start. Um, we've talked about the, the fixtures looking quite kind and favourable. So you know what football fans are like. A few wins, a few good performances. You know, you know, even before that, a few good signings. You know, maybe a few out the door, some good surgery on the squad, and things can be quickly forgotten. You know what football fans are like. Um, and let's be honest, you look at the last couple of appointments, and we've all been absolutely made up, haven't we? We've, you know, especially the last one. We were all on cloud nine last September, and look how that turned out. So you just, you've just got to. Wait and see, I suppose. I think that's what that's what I'm going to try and do. Um, I'm not going to. I'm tr- going to try not to be as quick to judge, because you know, like in any walk of life, Mick, you know, you learn from your from experience, don't you? So, 
you know, if you start kicking off now and saying this, why, you know, X, Y, and Z and making these big, bold statements, and then he goes and becomes a real success and, and you know, the ultimate goal, he wins as a trophy or whatever, you're going to be stuck between a rock and a hard place because we've been waiting a long time for success. And if, if it happens under Rafa Benitez, then, then so be it. You've got to give the man a chance. Um, what I will say, he's got a set of, set of balls on him. Because he doesn't have to take this job, um, he's going to be a very wealthy man. Money's no object, you know. You know, I don't know how much he's earned in the last year or so in China, but it'll be, you know, a considerable sum. I refuse to believe he's just taking this job just because it's close to his house. Um, because at the end of the day, he could he could get a punditry job. He could sit and relax for the next couple of years. He could easily retire and just sit back and relax. But he he wants to take this job. Obviously, there's something about this project which excites him, and and you know he, he wants to get involved with. So that's a, that's a positive. Um, and but what I will say is I can understand the reaction, and and I'm not going to judge other Evertonians, and and because I, I've done the same in the past, certainly under Allardyce, I I just couldn't get behind that man at all, and and I stopped going for a while under Allardyce. I just couldn't stomach going to watch Everton under him. So it's each to their own, but I think people will change their minds should we get off to a kickstart because ultimately the love that we all have for Everton I think will shine through above everything else. Mm. Before we go into details, Ben, what are your initial thoughts on, on Rafa Benitez becoming the Everton manager now? I think there's been a bit of a running joke on Twitter that I'm going to actually keel over on this podcast discussing Rafael Benitez. So it's here we go. We're, we're here to dissect the pros and cons, give different sides, views and opinions, because that's what we do on this podcast. We like to try and be fair um, for all listeners. So here it goes. Um, I, I'm still in a bit of disbelief, to be honest with you, Mick, that the board have actually gone ahead with, with this decision. Um, obviously, the rumours started sprouting out at the early um, early June. And I couldn't quite work out if it was all a big wind-up, to be honest. Um, Rafael Benitez, ex-Liverpool manager, was desperate to manage Everton Football Club. It just didn't make any sense. And the animosity between the fans started early doors, made their feelings known very loud and clear. Um, Quite a a large majority of the fan base, to be honest with you. Um, I couldn't quite work out what to say on our last, last podcast. I know it feels like so long ago. I was just lost for words about it all. Um. So it, look, it's done now. It's dusted. The, the 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 thing that's been shadowing over everyone's head is the announcement. It's done now. Rafael Benitez is our manager, so it's now time to kick on in relation to transfers and going forward that way. Um, I just feel like people have just been hanging over people. Like, come on, Everton, get it done. So you you got to look at both sides. You you look at Rafael Benitez, but we'll, we'll look at the negatives eh, to start. Um, and obviously, I've said before in previous podcasts that he literally will be one or two games away from the fans turning because we're not going to give him an inch, and we're not. If he if run of form starts going downhill, the style of play is not suited to what we want to see at Everton Football Club. Then we will make our feelings known. Um, I do feel the Southampton game could be quite toxic. Um, but we've seen, look, Benitez has managed at Chelsea before, and I've seen the video circulating. When he got announced at Stamford Bridge when he was manager at Chelsea, the reaction he got was really, really toxic as well. And he stood there and he cracked on with his job and he won them the UEFA Cup that year <clears throat> and got them to a third finish in the Premier League. So like Lee said, he has got big balls and he will stand in the face and take all the flack as 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 he wants. But 
yeah, it, the, has the game moved on? That's my next topic about impossible negative. Back in like the early 2000s, Rafael Benitez had a really good job at Valencia, um, came to Liverpool, did well. We can't say he didn't, did really well. Um, had victories at Napoli, uh, Inter Milan. And, but the past few years, he's kind of faded. Obviously, he went to Newcastle and the Newcastle fans absolutely loved him. And you've made points, Mick, where some of the Newcastle fans wished that Mike Ashley would have backed Rafael Benitez. And that was some of their biggest regrets. But he left them, went to China for a bit of a payday and he came back. Um, and by all accounts, he was absolutely desperate for the job, desperate to work close to home with a massively heavily incentivised contract, approximately £2.5 million a year, as you say, Mick, over the three-year contract. So he's not here for the money. We've just paid Carlo Ancelotti £12 million over the course of a year, and we got Rafael Benitez coming on, on a lot lower than that, On which apparently, which I'm led to believe, is massively in our favour. Now, I can see why the board has done it because it brings stability going into Bramley Moor docks. And it's no coincidence that the deal that's been offered is a three-year term, because that is when the, the potential announcement of the Bramley Moor docks actually flourishes and comes into commission. So for potential investors, um, I know like Paul the Ask, who comes on our podcast every now and again, was alluding to it, that we need the, the stability. Um, we need to be stable for when these investors come and look at us for potential loans, investments, going forward. So I, I, I can see why the board have done it. Um, I'm a bit taken back. Obviously, he did interview well. Marcel Brands is now on the board and is the director of football. So he would have been involved in what's gone on. But I do feel like the final decision has been put down to our owner, Farhad Mashiri. And I do think if people do want to protest, everyone's right to an opinion. Um, I'm not saying you're right or you're wrong. People are going to be two sides of the bush here. But there's a way to do it whatever tone is at the end of the day. Um, some of the behaviour has been absolutely repugnant from some Everton fans, which we'll touch on later on on the podcast. But we've got to come together now. Um, if you back him or not, I, he's now the manager of the football club that I love and support. So I'll back him. Um, I will back him now. I'll fight for him. I'll fight for his corner. I said that on the last podcast. He's our manager now. I know some fans are up in the air, um, but support Everton Football Club. You don't have to back the manager. You just want Everton to win. I would never wish a loss on Everton to ensure that somebody got sacked from a football club. I just want Everton to do well. And what I will allude to is I've wanted the past four or five managers. I wanted Koeman. I wanted Silva. I was made up with Ancelotti. Uh, maybe Big Sam, not so much. Wasn't a, a big key on him. But look how that turned out. It went, we, went, we kind of gone backwards from where we wanted to be and where we thought we would be. So maybe... On the flip side, disappointment is not what we want at all, but it might work. I don't know. I'm not Yuri Gello. I can't predict the future, but it could work going forward. I've been speaking to a friend. Um, he, he said, that, could he put his points across? Uh, Lee Dixon, a bit of a shout out. I've been speaking to him about this and his pros are good CV, which I've spoken about. It probably is his last job. He is an aging ma manager. We were pushing for a young, hungry manager uh, on this podcast, but... Look, he wants to come in, he wants to prove himself. Um, he's stubborn, he knows what he wants. He definitely wants the job and tactically he is very good. Somewhat that is quite defensive and that may be not be what us Everton fans want to see. Um, and you just look at the negatives, he said the same again. The fans the fans are split, toxic and obviously the game has moved on quickly since his big trophy wins, which it has. So you just hope that he's not a dinosaur like Carlo Ancelotti was at home. God, I hate that man. He's left us in a right mess, hasn't he? But right, yeah, that's how I see it, Mick. Um, just to summarise, I really, 
I'm a bit shocked by it all, how the board have took this decision. And I'm not surprised by some of the reaction. But now he's the manager. We back Everton. We back the club. And if people want to protest, do it the right way. Matthew, what are your thoughts on Rafa Benitez becoming Everton manager? Well, I was I was really, really angry um, about three weeks ago when it all came out. I think it was I was I was already boiling over a little bit when with the with the new no news and and then I think four or five days after that that you put something out which um which got a lot of Evertonians talking. And I I, I couldn't believe it from 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 two viewpoints really. One from from the Liverpool connection, which doesn't bother me really. That was a long, long time ago. Um, I, I really that really doesn't bother me that he had to do a job for Liverpool. He did it to the best of his ability. Um, he got under the skin of David Moyes, a lot of our players. We never had any success against that Liverpool team, really. Um, and I'm sure that when he comes in for us, he'll do exactly the same. You know, it'll be he'll do everything he can to win. But the main anger anger point that came from me was. I thought it was exactly the same as Carlo Ancelotti, which didn't really work. I just, I just saw a, a big name that Mashiri and um, Mashiri and his mates could talk about around the dinner table, saying that I've got a, a Champions League winning manager um, at the helm at my at my football club. Really, uh, I saw it as someone that wasn't going to be interested in Everton Football Club, was going to come in for the money, but. I've had a few, we've had a few weeks to, to to think about this now, and my viewpoint has slightly changed, and it's and it's changed because I've had to look at where we are as a club, but also where football is, and you know, obviously the COVID pandemic has really made football clubs suffer financially, and I look at the other teams in the Premier League that are currently looking for managers. I've got Crystal Palace, I've got Spurs. And I've got Everton, and there's three three things in common with all those clubs that are looking for managers. They look, they're all looking for managers that are out of work. Nobody's looking for managers that are currently in work, and that comes down to a finance option. So suddenly, that market is pretty pretty slim. You know, there's not a not a lot of of great options in in that market. You know. Um, and today we've seen a few things. It looks like you know Nuno who is going to go to going to go to Spurs, and Patrick Vieira is going to turn up at Crystal Palace. And I'm fairly confident in saying that despite Benitez's past, I'd rather Rafa Benitez over those two every day of the week. Um, you know Nuno and his 150 backroom staff. Vieira is an absolute nobody who's done absolutely nothing. We're getting a manager who knows what he's doing. And he has built clubs before. And this is why this is why my initial comparison to Carlo, I think, was wrong, because he's got a very different CV to Carlo in, in, in many ways. You look at the teams that he's been at, he built up that Valencia side to break the mould of Barcelona and Real Madrid and win the league. When he came to Liverpool, Liverpool were in a real mess. He had a really aging squad left by Gerard Houllier. And in Rafa's first season, we actually came above them in the league. And he built them up to win the Champions League, the FA Cup, and they were never outside the top four every season he was there. 
and he has all you know, I mean, Napoli was another one. He broke their mold. Nineteen eighty nine was the last time they won a trophy before he came in. And he and he won them the um the Italian version of the FA Cup, I think. So we're getting a manager that has built things before, and that's what we need. We need a manager that, that can come in and build. Now, another thing that really sort of excites me slightly with this with, with the Rafa stuff is I've read a little bit about him and he's very hands-on. You look at you look at his new car, time in Newcastle, which is what I'm gonna which is what I'm basing a lot of my stuff on because that's his most recent Premier League stuff. I think it was Andros Townsend who said he is so hands-on in training. It's not like Carlo. We've seen that stuff that come out in the athletic that you know Carlo was blowing a whistle and telling let's just play. This is a guy that's going to get our team really well drilled. You know, I, I don't know whether it's just me, but how many times did I did we see the same performance over and over again under Carlo Ancelotti? It looked like a team that just didn't have a clue, you know, didn't know where they should be, what they should be doing. I don't think it'll be like that under Rafa. I think we'll have a, a genuine blueprint. Now, whether that's to our liking at certain times, Maybe not. I, I, I think I've got no problem with the pragmatic style away from home. You know, most teams that do well away from home are pragmatic. If he can get us playing a, some some good football at Goodison, get us on the front foot, he'll know. He'll know what Evertonians are like. He, he's, he's had enough experience through his Liverpool time, his time in the Premier League, his time in the City to know what we need. And you look at the rest of the, the, the managerial market, you Eddie Howes, potentially Roberto Martinez, Frank Lampard, Nuno. These unemployed managers, they're rubbish. They're rubbish. So I think, all in all, it's, a, it's an appointment that's going to divide people, and rightly so. But maybe, just maybe, he ticks a lot of the boxes that we need. Lee, moving away from Rafa Benitez, let's just talk about the board. Obviously, the board came under immense pressure uh, over the last few days in actually coming to appoint Rafa Benitez. Obviously, the fans made it very, very vocal. Their feelings, or some of the fan base, made it very vocal of their feelings. Banners were left outside Goodison Park, and they were also left very, very close to where Rafa Benitez actually lives. Do you have an issue with the board maybe not listening to that sector of the fan base? Do you think they should have taken that into account, or do you think the board were right to stick with their decision? I think they were right to stick to the decision. I think Matt's just summarised things really, really well. And I think when you listen to people, when you take try your best, and it's hard with football and it's hard with Everton because we all love the club so much, when you try and take emotion out of things and you try and think of things quite pragmatically, then I think people's opinions will change. So whether or not people, you know, hopefully will listen to this podcast and try and digest a couple of these points that have been made, maybe that will calm things down a little bit the board have got a job to do um, and ultimately they have also got to learn from the mistakes of the past four or five years and the appointments that have been made which quite frankly have fell flat on the face and, and just simply haven't worked so they will have done the due diligence if you, you only, you've only got to look at the time it's taken to make this appointment there will have been many many conversations around the table about Rafa Benitez and what he brings they will have, you know, all of these points will have been raised, and it's it's what's best right here, right now for Everton Football Club for the squad of players that we've got, and from where we and for where we want to go. 
a great point again made by Matt. In terms of who else is out there, you're really, really struggling. I've said, you know, you know, we were really close to Nuno Espirito Santo. I would have been really, really underwhelmed and disappointed has, had we got him. The others, really, they're, they're, they're sort of not worth thinking about. They're not worth debating. You know, you're, you're Eddie Howes, you know, Martinez, you're not going to go back. And I'll point Martinez again. You know, we talked about Moyes for a while. Sorry, no, that's, you know, that's not going to happen either. Other than that, you're struggling. Obviously, Gaultier was was one where maybe if we had to pursue that a little bit more, but you just don't know how strong his agreement was, his gentleman's agreement with uh, with Nice. You just don't know. So we've landed on Rafa Benitez. The board have got to try and sound out a lot of the noise from outside Goodison Park or the Liver Buildings, wherever these decisions are getting made. And be really have tunnel vision almost and think right eyes on the prize here what are we trying to do what are we trying to achieve and more importantly what are we trying to get away from in terms of the last four or five years of absolute rubbish at the end of the day how picky can we be we have you look at the 2013 Moises last game you look at five years ago even we've gone backwards you know we, we became a laughing stock last year and we were just, we were going nowhere quickly. We were sort of treading water and, you know, we were starting to sink. Um, I think Ancelotti leaving has, has done us a favour more than anything because, as I say, the, the players didn't look coached. We didn't have an identity. The style of football was absolutely horrendous and it was just the same mistake over and over again, especially at home. So, listen, they've made the appointment. Benitez clearly wants to come to the football club. Um and like Ben, like Matt have said, Evertonians listening, you don't have to like Rafa Benitez. You don't have to cheer his name. You don't have to make a song up and join in. But we all want Everton to win and we all want Everton to have success. We're miles away from it and we have been miles away from it. This guy knows how to get things done. He's done it before. And wouldn't it just be typical Everton? We've been waiting for 26 years. We've tried everything. Wouldn't it be typical that an ex-Liverpool fan favourite comes in and ends our weight you know for, for me it, it's something like that that's going to happen so listen they've made the decision you've got to you've got to trust in that decision now and and play our part as fans and get behind the team mm. Ben when a, when a manager gets appointed at a club there's always a section of any fan base that is probably a little bit underwhelmed or not happy with the appointment but in this case it's you know, on, on on social media, it's well over fifty percent of the fan base that are that are very unhappy with the appointment. So, do you think the board should have taken that into account and probably thought about the backlash that was obviously going to be received from the fans and maybe gone down a different route? What I will say is to start off the answer to that question, Mick, is some of the scenes that we've seen this week is are an absolute disgrace. I touched on it before, and leaving signs and. F- bedsheets and banners and whatever you want to call it outside somebody's place where they live with their family with their daughters the wife basically threatening their own personal welfare over let's get it real now applying for a job which he has every right to do it's completely reprehensible for me it's a disgrace and I was embarrassed that day seeing them banners being Everton and that's not what we're about as a football club we haven't got fans like that we're not nasty horrible people we wouldn't threaten lives of anyone because forget the Liverpool connections Liverpool Football Club connections Rafael Benitez has done an awful lot of work for this city the city that we all love 
where we go to watch our beloved Everton Football Club play. He's done a lot around the justice for the 96 campaign, um, a lot of charity work in and around Liverpool for the homeless, etc. So as a person, he's not a nasty fella. He hasn't. He's, he said something out of terms all those years ago, which is rightly so got on the back of a lot of Evertonians, me included, but it doesn't make him a bad fella. And to actually go to his house and put up stuff like that, I was just really embarrassed by it all, Mick, to be honest. Um, but going back to your question about the board, um, it's you, you can clearly see that it, it is split. You can see reports from Don King, Paul Joyce, people like that, that the boardroom is split. Now, yeah, I can potentially see a massive shake-up coming up with the board um, because it needs to get sorted. It's it's all over the place. They're like a sieve. There's information getting out everywhere. You, you can clearly see that maybe Marshall Brands was pretty affirmative that this was going to be the case. Um, we all know Benitez interviewed well, five times to be exact. And he was potentially sold the dream to uh, to Mashiri, who at the end of the day, look, I've moaned about Mashiri saying he needs to let Brands do his job, which he does. I completely agree. But he owns this this club. He It's his money that he's been pumping into our football club. At the moment, he's got it wrong. He has. He's been literally like a man playing football manager. But he's starting to slowly become better uh, by getting the right people in place. But he's going above the head still. So it makes you think, what was the point of Marcel Brands coming in to actually start this? But look, he's come in. Benitez has probably sold them the dream that he's happy to push us to a Champions League club and where we want to be. And it's been widely reported. That's what he's gone in and said. The contract's low, low salary. And as Matthew quite rightly touched on, and we discussed on the boardroom, the, um, the Bullets boardroom, we are cash-stricken a bit. We are tight-lipped for cash. And he made a great point there where we seem to be going for managers who are out of work. There's no compensation. The ball's in our course. We've got a manager that's desperate to work for us and it's seen as a low risk. He is the business owner and he sees disappointment as a low risk for Everton Football Club going forward. With investors, as I touched on before, and the ball's in our course with the incentives, the bonus-based incentives for doing well. And if it's not doing well, he's easy to get rid of, which I don't think should be the right thing to do at all. What I want to see from Everton now is, Mick, is if we've gone for this man, three-year deal for Rafael Benitez, this is the man that's going to lead us for the next three years and we're going to back him because I'm fed up. Five managers in five years is not consistent. We've got a team full of players from Koeman, Silva, um, what's his name, Graveyard. Sam Allardyce, still floating about some of his players, Cheng Tosin, for example. We've got a team full of five different managers. How can you create a project and a team around a manager with, t- with players from different, from different managers? It's near enough impossible. So I want the board, they've made this decision. Um, and if, look, Evertonians, if you are going to protest and you've got every right to do so, you've got to do it in the mature way in a way in which you can say, I am not happy with the Everton board because that's who the anger should be directed at, Mick. Rafael Benitez has applied for a job and he's got the job. It's the Everton board who made the decision at the end of the day. And you need they, if you want to call them out, then so be it. But do it in a way that doesn't embarrass Everton Football Club and our supporters nationally because we were getting laughed at all over the, all over the country for these banners and these bedsheets. Dunham will be making a field day selling extra-large king-size bedsheets for the, for the Everton banners and that so yeah it's it's a really bold move by the, the board I will say that 
Um, but it's going to come with some repercussions, I think, from some Everton fans. Um, just do it in a way where you can put across your frustrations to the board because I feel like some of the flack Rafael Benitez has got to his personal safety is just completely unnecessary and uncalled for. But like I said before, I can see why the board have done it, um, but I just can't believe they've actually hit the button to press go. Matthew, just touching on what Ben just said there about, you know, and, and Lee did touch on it about Rafa Benitez just applying for a job and he's got every right to. But if the shoe was on the other foot and say this was a, an Everton legend because Rafa Benitez is seen as a, as a Liverpool legend in Liverpool fans' eyes, you know, they have flags up in the cup and he's won multiple titles there, so to speak. So do you think if, if Rafa would have said, you know what, I'm not going to apply for the Everton job out of respect for Liverpool, do you think that people would go, yeah, fair play to Rafa Benitez for doing that? And like I said, if the shoe was on the other foot, and say this was, say, a Joe Royal, and Joe Royal had then apply, applied for a Liverpool job, do you think the Everton fans would then be a little bit annoyed that he had done so? So do you, can you can you see what both sides of the fan base are saying? You know, Liverpool fans are saying, <laughs> why is he applying for the Everton job? He should have a little bit more respect for us. And you also get Everton fans saying, well, yeah, he should have respect for Liverpool. He's a red. It's as simple as that. Yeah, 100%. I think that's a really good point. You know, imagine if... Um, if we'd had a European Cup winning manager, say for instance, Howard Kendall then suddenly decided 10 years later on he wanted to go to Liverpool, we'd um, we'd all, all be pretty pretty angry. I think it's slightly different for us and just because Liverpool unfortunately have had success since Rafa Benitez. You know, they've had a they've had a they've had they've won a Euro, another European Cup. Unfortunately they've won a, a Premier League title. And I'm not sure it bothers their fans as, as, as much as it would for us, just due to the fact that, you know, we've not had any success um, in, in, in recent years. I also do get the annoyance from our fans from a point of view that, you know, how, 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 could, how could you do this to, to Liverpool Football Club if you're such a, a loyal guy? Um, you know, how can you do this to your club? But like he, he said on a, a Monday Night Football um, in 2019, just before Carlo Ancelotti was uh, appointed, he, he really wanted the job then, didn't he? And he said, I'm a professional, you know, and I think that's the key. He's a professional. And in the modern era, I think it's a little bit different how it used to be. And a lot of water has been passed under, underneath the bridge since then. It's what it's it's what fifteen years since he took over took Liverpool over in in in, in 04, 05. and I I don't think the I I personally don't think the Liverpool thing is too much of a bad thing. It's not. I I, I think it's the small club thing that gets in the way more than the Liverpool thing. And I do think Everton have got to play box really clever. I think the next six weeks will be the most pivotal time during Benitez's tenure as manager of Everton Football Club. Everton have got to get the PR absolutely spot on. They've got to address both all this stuff about Liverpool, all this stuff about the small club. And we've also got to see some transparency when it comes to plans for the future. Because we've been left in the dark for too long now, Mick. We don't know what's going on at our own football club. We don't know who's in charge of certain things. And we don't know what the vision is. 
there's always great sound bites from Denise Barron Baxin telling us we're going to win the league in tw- in ten years time. We want Champions League football in ten years time. Yeah, that's great. I want to know what the building blocks are, how to get there, what are the short term aims. You know, that is pivotal. We've got three years, three to four years before we move into a massive new project, a massive new stadium. And we've got to make sure that when we move into that stadium, we're in great shape to move move forward in the long term. And there'll be lots of questions on, on these Liverpool links, Rafa, and rightly so. But the main thing for me is, as Everton fans, we've got to know where we're going next. You know, I didn't see it. I didn't see it underneath under, with Carl. You know, but I, I've got I've got to see it with Benitez now. I've got to know how he's working with brands, and I've got to I've got to, we've got to know how we're going to move forward as a football club, because we've had one email since the end of the season telling us that we've had a great season. We finished tenth, and we've had one post on social media telling us our manager left. That's all we've had from the club in six weeks. It's not on, it's not right. And I condemn all the disgraceful behaviour from the fans who've left out that the banner um, at the wrong house, by the way. But it's, that was vile and sickening behaviour. But the stuff at Goodison and the fans have got all the right to protest. Of course they have. And, and rightly so, this board needs to be held accountable for some of the things that they've done to us. But I, I think... We've got, to, we've got to move on as a football club now. And we've got to, the, the football club have not helped themselves at all. They, they, they've created a lot of this anger and they've got to learn a lesson. Communicate with your own fan base or you'll see a lot of anger being pointed towards them. Mm, Lee, looking, looking beyond the Liverpool connection, I'm just going to look at Rafa Benitez as just a professional manager. He's 61 years old. And like Matthew's just said about the short-term and long-term strategy of the football club, it, it does look a very short-term appointment. You know, you'd imagine that this is going to be Rafa Benitez's last, last, last chance saloon, so to speak. And he'll probably give us three, four years and then he may retire or so to speak. So are you a little bit disappointed that Everton didn't go for that young, hungry manager that we all kind of dreamed for and have probably gone for that experienced, safe pair of hands for the next few years? I wouldn't say I'm disappointed, Mick, because I think even if you did appoint someone a little bit younger, there's no guarantee that that person's going to come in and deliver success because they're probably a little bit less experienced um, and there's there's cons to that approach as well. So if you look at the average lifespan of a Premier League manager now, you're probably only looking at two or three years anyway. And by that point, Rafa Benitez is only going to be, what, 63, 64? And, and I'm led to believe the contract is three years. So... That's more than enough time, you know. If you know, that's let's look at it another way. It's six transfer windows, more than enough time to get things right um, and turn things around to an extent. And if that means you know he's turning things around and he's passing it on to somebody else coming in, perhaps someone who's you know three years is a long time in football, who's who's risen to prominence, um, you know, and put themselves in a position. Let's just hope Everton by that point are are a more attractive proposition and listen there's, there's, there's pros and cons to all Gaultier was the only one that in the last two or three weeks where you, you, you're you looking on social media and that was the one everyone I think probably would have got behind but then 
that that would have been a risk as well. He's never managed in England. But, uh, you know, Rafa Benitez has. He hasn't got a proven track record over here. Rafa Benitez has. Um, his English, I'm led to believe, isn't isn't the greatest. You know, Benitez, obviously not an issue with with Rafa Benitez. So, listen, it, it's not a popular appointment. You know, I'm not going to try and preach to the masses here and try and convert people because, well, quite quite frankly, I'm not qualified to do so. You know, Everton fans pay the money. They've got every right to not back this appointment, but I just echo what Ben has said there. You know, there's there's ways to go about things. You know, some of these people coming out with all these shouts, the 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 husbands and fathers and stuff like that, they they wouldn't act like that normally in life. Listen, this is just another man. He's another human being. Yes, he's managed Liverpool. Yes, he said a few bad things. I've I've probably called him everything under the sun at Goodison Park in the past. You know, doesn't it? Well, def- not probably, definitely have. But now, you know, time moves on. You know, football, this happens. You know, Mick, me and you have spoken off air about, you know, in Spain, you know, there's a cycle of, you know, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid. It, it happens all the time. You know, players and managers move and, and things are quickly forgotten. And I've just got a feeling that that's going to be the case here. You he might, he might come up with a couple of sound bites. you know, look at Moyes with the People's Club thing. You might come up with something like that. He's got to have a PRT behind him. He's got to be advised, well, Duncan Ferguson may have a role to play. And if he does that, I think people will start to forget and the healing process perhaps can begin with, with certain people. Um, but I, I'm going to give him a chance. I've, I've made my mind up. I've not liked him in the past. I make no apologies for that. I think he, he was out of line a few times. I think he, he did sour relationships while at Liverpool, but he's a winner. And I think he might just be one of these people who does absolutely everything he can to get the results on the pitch. Um, and if he does that for us, I think you'll soon see people's opinions start to change. It's interesting, isn't it, Ben? It's very interesting. You look at the start of the season and you think, yeah, it's a bit of a favourable start. But let's say things don't go well. It, it's going to be toxic, isn't it, at Goodison Park? Yeah, I think that first game's going to be toxic. Uh, no matter two or three games in, I think it's going to be a very hostile reception. And it's absolutely imperative that Benitez and the Everton Football Club get a positive, good start. He's a well-known defensive tactician, shall we say, in his managerial approach. So, you've got to box clever, you've got to get the three points on the board, you've got to just see that as another season. And Matthew Lee have quite rightly said, we just want to win things. I, we're absolutely desperate now for the trophy, for some sort of success. And if Benitez gets us that, then I'm pretty sure a large part of Evertonians will forget about that, we'll forget about the, pre- the past. So, it is massive. The start is quite favourable for us, but we've seen before in the past where we have some easy starts. And we don't start off well at all. Uh, obviously, last year was a bit of a uh, a different start where we started off well and then faded massively. But look, the football we were playing at home last year uh, under Carlo Ancelotti, if Benitez puts up even seven, well, 50% of that performance, he's going to get absolutely hammered because last year wasn't good enough. The football was shocking. And if they put up that, that type of performance against Southampton at home and other home matches at the start of the year, it's going to get toxic very quick. We've heard Goodison boo before, but oh my word, we're going to hear it boo even louder than it's ever booed before. So it, it is going to be difficult for the man. Um, but as Lee said before, he has got some balls of steel. Um, he's faced it before, like I touched on before with Chelsea, where he was hated. He was despised by their fans really, really badly. But he got about his job. He's a professional, as Matthew touched on before, and he just cracked on. Won them the UEFA Cup 
and came third. And at the end of it, you see in the scenes when they won the UEFA Cup, that the fans were clapping him. And it's like, job done. I've done my job. Time to move on. And I just hope he comes into Everton, brings in a bit of a stable platform for us going forward for future developments and just bring that stability because we're just everywhere at the moment. Like Matthew's rightly touched on before, the board are saying this thing, this long-term plan. Tell us how we're going to get there short-term. Talk to the fans. If you can talk to us and tell us why you're doing X, Y, and Z, we'll understand more. And I feel like we need somebody to like be that intermediary between the board and the fans. Because at the moment, the silence is deafening because it's getting people's backs right up. What Everyone just wants to know why. And I feel like it's creating this atmosphere now where even, obviously, the appointments, um, everyone was just like, when's it getting announced? When's it getting announced? Because it was getting very hostile. Social media was very hostile. Um, around Goodison was very hostile. Around, obviously, on the Widow was very hostile near where Rafael Benitez lives. So it's just that uncertainty and unpredictability of Everton going forward. It's just creating this atmosphere, which is going to be not nice for their Benitez going forward. So I agree with you, Mick. He needs a good start. Um, he needs a start where we can obviously get behind and play some good attacking football. I know he's not that kind of manager. He quite likes to defend quite deep. But normally he has really quick, skillful wingers um, who will take on the defender and get the ball in where we can break. And I'm pretty sure if we see Everton break quickly, we might defend, might defend deep, but if you can break quickly with some speed, then we might see some football that we can get behind um, because look, it can't be any worse than some of the dross that's been drawn up over the past few years now. Yeah, it's just, what a week, what a few weeks this has been. If you took me back to the beginning of May and said this was going to happen, Carlo was going to have us off and leave and Benitez was going to be in before the end there. Uh, well, the start of July, it's I just can't believe it to be honest. <laughs> it's just one one of my few weeks is Evertonian, proper Everton up the summer. But look, it's done, it's dusted for me. Um, I'll get behind him, I'll back him. That's what I'll do. That that's my viewpoint. Is he manages the football club I love? So look, it's time to get behind if you like him or not. But I do feel like the board have got some questions to answer. That's my viewpoint on it. But hopefully, fingers crossed, he can come in. And let's see if he still has got the pull that he used to have. Let's see if he can get some of the good transfers in. And let's see if he can work with a, um, a director of football in Marcel Brands, because that's going to be another interesting thing. I know he has class previously at previous clubs. So it is the whole thing going to be interesting, the football aspect. But I'll never, ever throw in the towel and say that's it I'm not going to watch Everton or support Everton because that's not what I'm about I love this football club I'm just desperate for success so good luck Rafa um, it's on you now mate win the fans over Matthew do you, do you feel like the tide is maybe turning a little bit towards or against Farhad Mashiri as far as we know this this is a Farhad Mashiri and potentially an Alicia Usmanov appointment the board thought that Rafa Benitez interviewed well, but it was ultimately Fahad Mashiri that that wanted Rafa Benitez alongside Alicia Usmanov and Marcel Brands had a few of the candidates that they preferred. So do you feel now if it if it does go wrong and it does go south, it's almost everyone's then going to turn on Fahad Mashiri and say, well, we told you so. I certainly feel like any goodwill that he built up through the fact that he spent money for the first time... Um, in a long time for our club has gone. Um, I think we now need to see some real progress in terms of the stadium um, and, you know, generally get things moving with that. I think, you know, the, suppo the supposed um, 
boardroom additions and changes over the summer will 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 certainly show that maybe maybe finally after five six years of being at the football club he, he snapped he's finally had enough of the people that are running our football club and I think most of us would agree that we, we haven't got the people qualified to to take us forward but this would be our this is going to be our fifth sixth manager in, in his tenure we've qualified for Europe once we've spent an awful lot of money we've now created all our own, of our own problems in terms of our FFP debacle in terms of we've bought a lot of aging old players that have got no resale value and now for the next two three years unless Premier League regulations change we're going to be stuck really trying to get the best out of our resources and probably having to sell one of our two of our own assets so I think um, Mr Mashiri is going to need this he's going to need this appointment to work for him because all the goodwill that he'd started to build up I think has very quickly vanished over the last I think it was slowly going anyway I think people were starting to get fed up of the same old mistakes by the club year on year by year you know no boardroom changes in five years apart from Sasha coming in I've always found that strange um I've always found that strange that a man that wants to get the most out of his asset is keeping the same people that have made mistakes previously and not getting anything out of it either. So I think if he's not careful and this one goes badly, and I don't think it, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. I'm not saying it will. But he's 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 gonna be under a huge amount of pressure because people are fed up now, Mick. We've had you know, we've had a lot promised and, and, the, and the stadium's fantastic and we've got a lot, a lot to thank him for in terms of, I think, if he hadn't come along in 2015, the club was on a downward spiral. You know, we had absolutely no money when everyone else seems to have a plethora of money coming into their club. Um, but for me now, I want to see actions rather than words. Otherwise, I think the fan base will really start turning on him. Lee, do you think this is a pivotal moment in Farhad Mashiris' tenure as owner of, of Everton Football Club? Yeah, I think everyone's got a limit. Um, and as Matt said there, some of the things that we've had to watch in the last few years has just not been pleasant. It's almost like we were waiting forever to get a little bit of financial backing. And as soon as we did, it was like we had no idea what we were doing with it. It was sort of rudderless approach, scattergun, just, you know, throwing loads of darts and just hoping, you know, some sticked. Um, it just hasn't worked. The approach hasn't worked. I think he's been poorly advised at times. Um, and at times he might have been a little bit pig-headed and stubborn. You just don't know. We're not privy to a lot of these conversations. But as fans, we've just seen our club, despite significant financial backing, go rapidly downhill and make mistake after mistake. And ultimately, we go to... We go to the game to watch the end product, which is the the squad and the performance on the pitch. And that's just not being good enough. But it's a trickle effect. So it that is a consequence of the decisions that are made much higher up the chain. So I think Matt's right. I think patience is, is fast wearing thin and running out with a lot of people, me included. Um, 
I think when apathy starts kicking in and you're not really bothered and you're not really feeling much after defeats, and I can certainly speak for myself, that, that has become the case at intervals in the last few years. That's a really, really worrying sign because it's like I've almost given up on ever never becoming anything other than this mid-table between 7th and 11th club, not really fighting for anything, not really in with a serious chance of winning a cup. Um, and when that starts to happen, I think that is a real, real red flag for, for the owner. So, listen, something radical had to happen. He's, this, this is certainly radical. Um, it's, it's outside the box, it's left field. But what he's done previously hasn't worked. So, I do think, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's now or never, but it's the last chance for, for a lot of people. Um, and hopefully this one turns out a little bit differently than the last couple. Um, and who's to say it won't? Um, we're all sort of a little bit blinkered by Benitez's past um, and understandably so. However, there's absolutely nothing to suggest from a footballing point of view and what he can offer, why things can't turn out a little bit differently here and we can't slowly start to see these things, this absolute shambles start to turn around and things start to go in our favour, finally. So I hope for Farad Mashiri's sake that that's the case and we see that sooner rather than later. I Personally, good feeling for me. I think this is going to turn out okay. Ben, a lot has been said about an identity. Everton need an identity when we've completely lost what we were always about. So do you think Rafa Benitez has to embrace that and embrace that from the fans and think, yeah, I need to come in, stamp an, an identity that we can be proud of? It's going to be difficult for him. Uh, as you touched on, everyone touched on this podcast, it is going to be very hard. He needs to... I don't know how he's going to get that. I don't think he's going to be given a chance, Mick, to be honest. Um what we want to see is a team fight for the badge, fight for the shirt and show that passion that we want to see. Not these players on 100 grand a week walking around at 29, 30 years of age for the last paycheck um, the paycheck on their football careers just going step to step playing by numbers because we don't want to see that. We want to see players that are going to put 110% for the shirt and Look, it's up to Benitez to motivate these players because it was quite apparent to me, I don't know about other Blues listing, that the past, the last two months of last season under Ancelotti, we looked uncoached. We looked like that he wasn't arsed anymore, that he took, kind of took a step back and a few rumblings have said that, obviously, Big Dunk had said, well, what's going on? And Carlo didn't really have an answer and I feel like that light was on the wall for quite a while, that Madrid contact, it was... That Perez is slimy. I, I guarantee you that he would have probably eyed up Ancelotti, found out any clauses in his contract, said, if Sedan doesn't sign this contract, you're our man. And it, it showed in the football because we lost everything. We put in some all right performances away from home, but at home we were shocking. So Benitez has got to come in. He's got to motivate. He's got to bring good backroom staff. Um, it looks like it's going to be obviously Duncan Ferguson coming into the system, which somewhat what you may it's what you think of him um, but we've got to get that good feel factor around Everton again um, and it's going to start off really badly so we need to come out the blocks all guns blazing really good football passionate and just get the win against Southampton and just go from there one game at a time just progressively showing us what he's going to bring to the table what his managerial 
ta- tactics are going to be, how he's going to get the players to do what he wants to do. Are they going to practice defensive drills, offensive drills? We'll, we'll soon see after the first few games how good of a coach he actually is. Because some of them players, that's another, another issue what Matthew talked on before. We've still got a shed loads of dross there that needs to be shipped on. And I still feel like that is more of a major concern for me than the actual manager. It's look, Benitez, if he if, if you look if you Crystal Palace or Tottenham Hotspur, you'd be made up with Rafael Benitez 110%. It's just the Liverpool connection. And it's the, the fact that he said that we were a small club. Um I know his mate Gillan Blake tried to get him out the uh, out the mud a bit, shall we say. But look. He just needs to own that, I think. Come out, look, I said some things in the past. I'm sorry, I apologise. I'm here to do a job now, I'm professional. Just be honest with the fans. Just say how it is, because that's how we are. Evertonians, we just like to say it how, how it is. Just say exactly how you feel and just try and win over some of the fans, because I think some of the behaviours from Everton fans have actually made us want him to succeed, probably me included. Obviously, some of the personal abuse he's been getting, I've just been thinking, do you know what? Come in, Rafa, and show us all. Just show us all up. Do something mad next year. Get us a cup. Get us a top six finish. Come in and prove all the doubt is wrong. Um, I let 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 root for him to do well. Um, I don't agree with the appointments at all. I, I really, really don't, and I stand by that. But it's done now, like we said. Um, and it's up to Rafa to show us the philosophy that he's all about. He gets the city. He gets scousers. He gets the fans. He gets the area. He knows Liverpool very, very well. And he knows how hard Evertonians are, how hard they are to please and literally how bad it's been for 26, 27 years because it's at the point of desperation now for a lot. And he obviously went to Napoli. They hadn't won for years. He comes in and wins them their first trophy since 1989, um, as what said earlier on the podcast. So something like that would be massive for us as a club to get that monkey off our back of not winning the cup. Something just completely out the blue. And Lee summarised it perfectly before. Wouldn't it just be typical Everton for an ex-Liverpool manager to come in and win us a trophy? I've seen... It just it would just summarise Everton up for the past 25, 26 years, personally. So, yeah, it's up to Rafa. I'm backing him. It just, it, I just hope it doesn't get really toxic, Mick, and he just doesn't get a sniff because I can see a lot of fans turning nasty very quickly. And there we have it, guys. Rafa Benitez is the new Everton manager signing a three-year deal. Thanks to Lee, Ben and Matthew for joining us as always. We will be back next week regarding transfers. In the meantime, stay safe, take care and we'll see you very soon. Thank you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.